0: Well, if you have your copy of God's Word, please turn to John chapter 1. Uh, John chapter 1. Uh, those of you who are um, uh, new to our congregation, maybe new to a church gathering in general, uh, we're just going to look at one verse of Scripture tonight. Uh, I'll be speaking for about 15 uh, minutes, and I would just ask you to, uh, to focus your attention here. Uh, this may be new, but I, I pray that you would, uh, would receive what uh, God would have for you uh, today. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read uh, John uh, chapter 1, a few verses, uh, and then I will uh, pray. John chapter 1, verse 12 through 14. But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, and the word became flesh, and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Father, we ask now that you would make yourself known to the people here. Father, those who already know you, who call you Lord and Master, I pray, God, that you would renew our hearts yet again to believe in the hope that you have given us in Christ. And Father, if there's anyone here who has yet to make that, um, that decision, who has yet to fully know you, God, I pray that you would do so now. By the power of the Holy Spirit of God, I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase, that you would make your blessings flow in this room tonight as far as that curse is found, that you would show yourself powerful and mighty to save. So God, I pray that you would speak. Your people... Are listening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, friends, Christmas is a season of hope. Uh, the great Catholic theologian Thomas Aquinas said, faith has to do with things that are not seen and hope with things that are not in hand. Kins, you guys know this better than most, do you not? Uh, tonight, you're going to go to bed with hope. In the hope that tomorrow that hope will be realized. Uh, Their hope will be in their hands as they rip off the the wrapping paper and lay their eyes on their wishes, their imaginations. They will hold hope in their hands. As Aquinas said, faith has to do with things that are not seen and hope with things that are not yet in hand. Christmas is a season of hope, but but friends, it is is a season of hope realized. Hope came to the earth in flesh. That verse, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For years, the people of God waited in hope. Hope he would come and rescue and deliver them from sin and the oppression of an opposing nation. Hope that he would give them victory finally over their enemies. Hope that God would would come in their presence. Prophet after prophet after prophet spoke that hope was going to come. And year after year after year after year, the people of God waited in hope. They had yet to have hope in their hands. Until that holy night, until that Christmas day, Mary and Joseph held hope in their hands. The word became flesh and dwelt among them. Israel lived in hope. They were waiting and longing to be comforted by God. For 400 years, God remained silent. No new prophecy, just hope. The godly, friends, always wait in hope. As we approach Christmas, I, I pray that, that you would have your hope realized. I know that many of you, I know that you have things going on in your own lives today that are causing you to, to, to wither because of lack of hope. Maybe lack of hope for a loved one, lack of hope in the situation in your life. But today, I want you to know that there is hope that you can hold, hope that you can grab onto. As the The man of God, Simeon, in Luke chapter 2 does. In Luke chapter 2, we hear God's word saying this. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came in the Spirit to the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law. And this Simeon took the Lord Jesus up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to the people Israel. See, Simeon was holding hope in his hands. Can you imagine that moment when Simeon longing, longing to to learn of the the Messiah, the Savior of the world to come? In that moment, he he held that baby in his, his arms. He held hope in his hands. He was no longer hearing the promise of the word. He was holding it in his hands, his eyes were, were looking upon salvation. The word became flesh. Hope became reality. His hope is our hope, beloved. What he held in his hands is our salvation. I love how theologian J.R. Packer speaks of Christmas, speaks of this hope. He says, the Christmas Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity. Hope of pardon, hope of peace with God, hope of glory. Because of the Father's will, Jesus Christ became poor and was born in a stable so that 30 years later he might hang on a cross. It is the most wonderful message the world has ever heard or will ever hear. The hope of Israel had to be clothed in humanity in order to save humanity. Jesus became poor was born poor to save us from our poverty. 2 Corinthians 8, 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, for though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Jesus was born to die. He left glory to show us glory. He left his riches so that we could embrace those riches. He came so you and I could hold hope in our hands. One of the reasons the the Lord Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper is that he wanted to give us a physical representation of the hope he has given to us. We can hold the bread, we can hold the cup physically because Jesus physically came in the flesh. We hold hope in our hands because Jesus lived and died and rose again. Friends, Christmas is about hope for a ruined humanity. Christ, born at Christmas, does not end in his birth for it just pictures the, the coronation that is to come because Jesus Christ was born a king. His birth points to his life, death, and resurrection. His ascension is one day sitting down at the right hand of God. See, when the wise men came from the east, this is a complete sidebar. Those of you who have nativity scenes in your house, just until tomorrow, or maybe until January 1st, just move the wise men away for a little bit, okay? Uh, Because they didn't come for about two years after Jesus' birth, okay? So when someone asks you, it gives you an opportunity to share the gospel story. But anyway, that one's free, guys. So the wise men eventually came from the east and they asked Herod, Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 says, who, Where is, is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw the, his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. I heard what Charles Spurgeon said of, of this verse earlier this week. I think it's good for us to meditate on. He writes this, A very singular thing is this, that Jesus Christ was said to have been born the king of the Jews. Very few were ever born King." Men are born princes, but they are seldom born kings. I do not think you could find an instant in history where an infant was born king. He was the Prince of Wales, perhaps, or he had to wait a number of years until his father died, and they manufactured him into a king, putting a crown on his head and a a sacred chrism and other silly things, but he was not born a king. I remember no one who was born a king except Jesus, There's an emphatic meaning there when we sing this verse, as we just did earlier this month. Born thy people to deliver, born a child, yet a king. The moment that he came on earth, he was a king. He did not wait till uh, his majority, he might take his empire. As soon as his eyes greeted the sunshine, he was a king. From the moment that his little hands grasped anything, they grasped a scepter. As soon as his pulse beat, his blood began to flow, his heart beat royally his pulse beat an imperial measure and his blood flowed in a kingly current he was born a king sometimes you just got to read Spurgeon (laughs) his pulse and his heartbeat his blood flowed he was born a king the word became flesh and dwelt among us his crown was a crown made of thorns for the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many See, Jesus gave us his body, then he gave us this bread and this cup as a reminder that he gave us his body, that his body has already been broken, beloved, his blood has already been spilled. So when we take the Lord's Supper, we hold hope in our hands. Every time we take the Supper, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. He was born so you and I could be reborn. Because the verses I read at the beginning, John 1, 12, and 13 say this, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Remember, Beloved, Christmas is a season of hope. We have been made children of God through faith. So what joy this should bring our hearts this season. I'm not sure if you felt it already, but I, I, I felt the emotion uh, when we got up and read the word. Those of you who, who don't know Christ, you may not know that emotion. You know, may not, not realize why this season affects us so much. It affects us so much because we know what we deserve. We know that we are hopeless in our own strength. We know that we are sinners. We know that because of our sin, we deserve to die. And when we read God's word that says, rescue has come, hope has been delivered. We are moved. We are changed. We are transformed with that reality, realizing that God would save even us sinners. Our hope and our prayer for those of you who have yet to bow your knee to Christ, our prayer for you that you would realize hope today. If you repent of your sins and trust in Jesus Christ alone as your Savior, you no longer have to fear death for you will receive eternal life. If anyone receives Jesus as king, they will be forgiven of their sins and be born again as a child of God. On December 23rd, 1855, Charles Spurgeon spoke the sermon I, I, I mentioned earlier, but he concluded it this way with this appeal to those who are hearing. It says, But when one says, I have professed his religion and I am his follower, he asked this question. But does Jesus rule your heart? Does he command your will? Does he guide your judgment? Do you ever seek his counsel at his hand in your difficulties? Are you desirous to honor him, to put crowns upon his heart? Is he your ruler? Is he your king? If so, then you are one of Israel. For it is written, he shall come to be a ruler in Israel. Blessed Lord Jesus, you are a ruler in your people's hearts and you ever shall be. We want no other ruler save you. We will submit to none other. We are free because we are the servants of Christ. We are at liberty because he is our ruler. We know no bondage and no slavery because Jesus Christ alone is monarch, king of our hearts. My prayer for all of us here, whether you came into this gathering tonight as a follower of Jesus uh, or, or you came not knowing Jesus, I pray that you would leave, that Jesus Christ would be the king of your heart. I pray he is the king of your time, the king of your, of your treasure, the king of your talents. And if he is not yet king of your soul, I pray that you would turn to him. He was born king. He was born the savior of the world. And friends, one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is king and Lord over all all. So I would just say this, don't wait. Don't wait. Let him be the king of your hearts today. For for your sake, he who was rich became poor. So that by his poverty, we might become rich. Father, I pray for my friends. I pray for my family. I pray that they would know the richness of the gospel, that they would let Christ rule their hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, At this time, I would like to ask the deacons to come forward as we uh, prepare the Lord's table. And as the deacons uh, come down, I would ask you to, uh, to pray yourself, pray silently, prepare your own hearts as we are about to receive hope in our hands.